Welcome to Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Let's begin. Welcome back to Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Today we're on episode four, and I really want you to look for the lessons in your failures. Giving up is not an option. So it's early 2013, and I'm training fitness clients independently, and I'm really trying to think about like what's a good timeline to open the first location. Um, you know, I'm also looking at other opportunities because you know, as an entrepreneur, I, I find lots of things exciting, lots of things fun and adventurous, and uh, that is something that I probably still struggle with a little bit. Like I can find myself in some deep rabbit holes of distraction looking for opportunities, and I think that as you know, as people, as entrepreneurs, we should be open to opportunities. Uh, we should keep our eye out for them. But I think that going and searching them out can get you in a lot of trouble if you're not careful. So anyways, I was looking for opportunities. And uh, a guy that I used to be a trainer with at the big box gym, um, you know, he had a friend who I'd met. And he called me up and he said, hey, uh, I want to start a supplement company. And he said, uh, would you be interested in helping out? And I thought, well, you know, let's talk about it. Um, both of their backgrounds were in big chain supplement companies. So of course, back then, I loved trying all sorts of supplements. Um, and I really just like trying them a lot because I wanted to see what worked and what didn't work, right? Uh, and I'll tell you right now, um, just as a side note, if you are into supplements, or you want to start taking fitness supplements uh, to help you with your results, make sure you do your research, because there's a lot of stuff out there that's not what it claims to be, essentially. But Anyways, we set up a meeting, we talked about the product, we talked about the idea, who would be involved, who would work on what part, um, you know, how, do, how do we get samples, how, whole thing. How do we get this thing set up and rolling? But there was one big problem. We needed money. And where, where are we going to find that, right? Um, being a trainer, I was, you know, I, I, at this point I had been a trainer for you know, four or five years. Um, so I, I was relatively good at networking. Uh, I like talking to people, so that was no big deal. So I had some connections, right? And I thought, well, I said, uh, I've got a guy who I've been talking to that was going to help me set up a large-scale gym before I decided I wanted to keep it small and more personalized and, and training and such. I said, I'll talk to him, okay? So I, I set up a meeting with him. Now, um, meeting went fine. You know, he he gave us some good feedback, and he said, well, give me a few days uh, to go through this and think about it. Now, I want to note, originally, several weeks prior to this meeting with this potential investor, uh, we had a fourth partner who was thinking about or supposed to be involved, and one of the things that um, came up in that conversation is he said, I said, well, you know, we're going to need a ton of money to get this thing started. We're going to need million dollars or more to get this started. And I didn't really know this guy. And so I kind of leaned on the th our third partner who um, was really good friends with him. And I said, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? You think this is a, a real claim? And he said, no, no, no. He said, it's fine. He said, he's way off the mark. He said, you know, um, I don't know why he thinks we need that much money, but we, you know, we'll definitely be fine. We could probably get started with as, as low as $30,000. I thought, okay, well, you know, I, Let's at least sit down with an investor, right? So I sat down with him. We we asked him for a hundred thousand um, dollars. He calls me back and he said, "You know, 
I would really like to help you guys out with this product um, in this in this project and, and get this company launched. He said, but looking through the information and just kind of you know feeling it out a little bit, I think you're going to need a lot more money to get this thing going or to even make it big enough for, for my investment to be worth it. He said, so I'm going to have to pass. And of course, our first thought was, oh, this sucks. You know, we just we had an investor on the line. We could have got something going. We didn't. You know, now what? So we sat down, we talked about it, and we said, okay, you know, let's, let's kind of replan and restructure and rethink what we want. So in this conversation, our, our third partner, he said, no, he said, I'm 100% convinced uh, we can get this thing started with as little as 30000 I mean, it was, it was only going to cost us fifteen dollars to $20,000 to get the first product up, right? So once we get that product up, we can sell it. We'll double or triple our money off of that product. We can dump it back into the business, so on and so forth. Uh, made sense, right? He'd been in big, big box supplements um, for a while. He had some great connections. So he said, "Well, um, do we have anybody else?" And I said, "Yeah, you know, I can, I could sit down with another person and pitch the idea and see." So the second pitch that we did was with a client of mine uh, who was training with me at the time, and she was nice enough to meet with us. She she liked the product idea. She liked the overall idea. She said, "Give me a couple of days." Uh, we took our ask from hundred thousand to fifty thousand. Okay, so the first investor we asked for hundred thousand. Um, after talking about it and going through it and all that stuff, we said, okay, well, you know, we can drop this ask to fifty thousand and just just get this thing started, see where it takes us, right? So a few days later, she calls me back and she said, you know, I've talked to a lot of people. I'm getting a lot of mixed reviews. I don't know if I should or I shouldn't do this. Um, she said, but this is what I'll do. She said, I'll give you $40,000, but you all have to sign for equally. So you can't sign for thirds. You all have to sign for the full $40,000, uh, and you're going to have to personally guarantee it. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, yes, this sounds great. You know, we got some money. Um, let's get moving. Let's get started, right? So so we, we got the money, obviously. Um, we worked on our samples, our flavors. Um, we got the product ordered and made, we got a website set up, we got a designer for labeling, uh, we got insurance, we got everything that you need to set up a business, right? And time we did this, we've spent $30,000. So we asked for 40 or we asked for 50, we got 40, we spent 30 and we're a couple months in. Not bad because, you know, the, our third partner had said, Hey, um, we're going to need 30,000 to get this thing rolling. Like we can, we can do this. So Everything seems to be lining up. So we start selling them, right? We, we, we got, all the, got all the product. We, got, we have stock. I think we have 1,500 bottles of, of our pre-workout, which I, I will note was a great pre-workout. It was a great product, uh, not overly heavy in caffeine, which a lot of them are right now uh, in the industry. But anyways, um, point is, it doesn't matter how great your product is, no one buys it, right? So we started selling it privately. Obviously, we had a lot of friends, a lot of connections, being in fitness, being in uh, personal training. And so people were buying it. People were really liking it. People were loving it. People were buying it for their friends. We we were getting hyped. We were like, yes, this is awesome. This is going to work out. And then it starts taking a little bit longer to get meetings with businesses to put it in their stores. Um, two of us are training full time. So either most of the day or the entire day, our third partner was from out of town. So I don't think I mentioned that, but, but the third partner we were working with, he um, lived like I, th I think it was like a 15, 20 hour drive, two or three states over um, from where we were at. So it's not like all of us were together working this 
all the time, right? Um, probably not enough accountability, really, if you think about it. But, you know, we, we had high hopes, you know, we had high energy, we were young, we were just, you know, hustling, we were getting after it. So we kept pushing, 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 pushing. And our third partner said, you know what, I'm still working on this big connection. I know we can do this. I know we can lock this down if I can just get this meeting with him. And so we wait and we're patient and we keep selling privately. And one day he says, I got the meeting. So we're like, score, let's, let's get this set up. And obviously during this time, we're still spending money, right? So we haven't spent a ton. We probably spent another 6,500 bucks or so. So we're down to, you know, we're down out of the 40,000, we're down to, or no, I guess we spent 35. So we're down to about $6,000 ish left over. We have to make a deal. Um, so he lands this meeting and we're like, score, let's see how this goes. He sits down in front of them, pitches the product, pitches the idea. They love the labeling. They love the product. They love the flavor. We're like, yes, we are pumped up. We're like, send us the agreement. Let's do this. Let's knock this out. And this is where things kind of start to fall apart. See, the company that he met with was a huge distribution company, right? They had several locations. So they were going to take our product and put it in 10 of their stores. So there'd be 10 test stores, which would have been awesome. Um, we would have associates selling them. Obviously, we'd have, you know, displays and, you know, all that stuff set up in the stores so people walking in would see it and it'd be right there, front of mind to the customer. And um, our third partner says, you know what, just let's just sign this agreement and let's just see what happens and let's just agree to the terms and just go from there. And I'm thinking, well, that's a that's a little bit reckless. Let's let's you know, let's go through this thing and see what it says. And one of the agreements, just one section, said, sign here to agree to pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over the next twelve months to specifically market your product at our stores. So what they wanted was they wanted $250,000 to use as needed, whether they needed more signage, whether they needed more displays, whether they wanted to put it in a magazine with their uh, logo attached to it so people would come into that store and buy the product from them. And I'm thinking $250,000 just for you. So if we go and we find two, three, four other companies that want to put in their stores, how much are they going to require that we spend on marketing to market the product in their store so that people come to their store to buy the product? Now, if I would have been much smarter back then and understood online business, obviously I would have started there, but I didn't. So that's kind of where we're at. We're like, all right, so we either sign saying that we're going to spend $250,000 in 12 months or like we're done, right? I had signed for $40,000. Both the other guys, two guys had signed for $40,000. We'd spent $33,000 and I had at this time exhausted all the options that I knew of how to, how to get this to work, right? Now, you know, could we have gotten more money? Yeah, probably. We would have had to get, we would have to have gotten another investor but the thing that kept popping into my head was the multiple number of people that said, mm, you're going to need a lot more money to do this. You're going to need a lot more money to make this happen. And I'm just thinking, after this obvious mistake of not knowing the industry well enough, do I really want to get in that much debt with these guys? Even if I could sit down and sell an investor on why they should give us a million or more dollars. 
and absolutely not, right? My gut is screaming, absolutely not. Do not do this. So I went back to them and I said, look, guys, I said, um, you guys can continue on. You know, I, I love the product. I love the idea. You know, I'll buy the product, um, but I'm out. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay my third of the debt, but I'm done. Um, we obviously had to start paying back on that loan uh, because I think, I think we had a, a six-month delay where we got the money and we had six months before we had to start paying excuse me, paying it back. So, um, I thought, you know, I don't want to get any deeper into this because I clearly don't understand the industry well enough. So I, I I offered to basically just give up my shares and they could have it, but I would pay my part of the debt. They, I think they waited a few days, maybe a week. Uh, and we all got back on the phone and they said, you know what? No, um, you know, we're out too. We're done. We, we, we can't, we can't do this. So I said, okay, well then we need to figure out, we need to figure out these payments, right? We need to figure out who's paying what, when, when they're, when the payments are due, all that stuff. Obviously we've agreed to split this up into thirds, yada, yada, yada. So we did that. Now I had had a little bit of money set up or saved up, I guess, um, because I was afraid that, um, if, I didn't put myself in a position to win later that no matter what, you know, I'd be in trouble. Right. And so this was a client of mine. I didn't obviously didn't want to put us in any type of um, position to where we weren't communicating clearly or whatever about this payment. And so um, I within I think it was eight to 12 months, I paid off my third. I said, look, I want to get this done. I want to knock this out. So out of the, you know, 33,000, because we just gave, we ended up giving back the 6,000. Um, so out of the 33,000, I had paid off, you know, 11 ish thousand, $12,000 because I didn't want the interest to continue to grow on me. Um, everybody agreed that whoever was continuing to pay long-term, they'd pay the additional interest, yada, yada, yada. So things are going well, right? Um, probably, so I pay mine off. Uh, my client stops working out with me due to some schedule changes and other shifts that we had to make. Um, and six months later, she calls me and she says, hey, um, your third partner hasn't paid payments in over six months. And I'm like, what? Like nothing. Now, we were kind of on this thing. She, you know, she had said, you know, I'm really sorry because I haven't been sending you monthly updates uh, like I promised, yada, yada, yada. So she was really forgiving in that moment. But she said to me, I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, Michael... She said, I gave you this loan because I believed in you. I gave you this money because I trust you. She said, I never in a million years would have given those other two guys this money. And I'm just thinking, gosh, I mean, obviously I apologized, right? But what, what could I do at that moment? I had to help her get the money back um, or I was going to have to pay it myself. I mean, ultimately I signed for $40,000. I'm not going to say you know, oh, well, no, I'm not paying it now just because my third partner decided not to. I mean, I, that would just get us all in trouble long term. So uh, obviously, I apologized. And, and I just thought, okay, what has to happen? So we get on the phone. And over the next several years, <laughs> there's a lot of back and forth, tough conversations that no one likes to have. But I am happy to report that she was fully paid back and everyone took took responsibility for their third. And I think that sometimes having those tough conversations or being a little bit forceful in your conversations when it comes to um, 
things of that nature are required to hold people accountable. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a fun time. And, you know, I, I think that we all make mistakes, right? And so a lot of the stories that I tell, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll either change the names or I'll call them partner one, partner two, partner three, or, you know, person one, person two, because at the end of the day, like, I am not here to air people's dirty laundry, right? I'm not here to um, put anybody else on blast. People make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Um, I've made tons of mistakes, right? And I think that ultimately there are a lot of lessons to be learned here, but at the same time, there's no reason to rake someone's reputation over the coals in these times. So you have to look for the lessons in your failures, right? I mean, it would have been super easy for me to sit back and be like, oh my gosh, this was this was the worst thing that ever happened. I'm, I'm not starting another business ever. Because you got to remember, this happened pretty much right before and in the first few months of me opening my first fitness uh, facility, so my first personal training facility. And the lessons here are endless, but it's important that we look for the lessons in our failures because if not, you're just going to get frustrated. You're going to want to give up. It's easy to give up. It's easy to get frustrated. It's, it's, I tried. Well, I guess I'll never be able to live out that dream. I, you know, I'll never be able to have that, that business that I want or never be able, never be able to lose that weight that I want. I mean, whatever it is. And I know what you're thinking. It's, it's probably along the lines of Michael, this is hard. Like you don't know what I've dealt with. You don't know the people that I've dealt with. You don't know how many times I've failed. You know, what if, what if I fail completely? What if I lose everything? Um, you don't know how failing makes me feel. I mean, it can go on and on and on and on. And I promise you, I 100% know how you feel because you have to flip that script and you have to ask yourself, well, what if I do succeed? Like, who's laughing then? What, what if I do reach my goals? Like, what if, I, what if I'm able to achieve everything that I want and I don't lose anything? Right? I mean, you can even ask yourself, well, what if I never fail? It's not realistic. You're going to fail at something. Like, it's okay. You're allowed to fail. So look for the lessons in your failures because giving up is not an option. That is not an option. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, how do I find the lessons? How do I look for the lessons? I have two tips that are going to help you do that today. Two things that I did, okay? Because there's a lot of lessons to be learned in this, in this story, but these are the two major questions that I ask myself and what I challenge you to ask yourself when you fail at something. Did I do everything that I could? So did I do everything that I could? I didn't. I clearly should have done more research. I clearly should have known or understood a little bit more about the financial investment that it was going to take in that, interest- in that industry because here's an interesting point for you. Remember that fourth partner that I told you about, that potential fourth partner we were supposed to have, and he was the one that initially said, no, we're going to need millions of dollars to get this rolling, to get this in the right spot. He went on to start his own supplement company, and he's doing super well. He raised over a million dollars to start it up, and now he's crushing it. And honestly, I'm happy for him. I think that's great. I don't, again, I don't know him. Um, I've just kind of seen him, and I've seen some of his products and some of his stuff around, but did I do everything that I could have? No, I didn't. I didn't do enough research to keep myself from failing or to even come close to entering that industry uh, at the level at which you have to enter that industry to be successful. 
Second thing you need to ask yourselves, what new skill or knowledge do I have now? What new skill or knowledge do I have now? See, I learned so much about labeling, ingredients, expiration dates. Like, there's so much I learned in that process of starting that supplement company that I've applied those lessons to other things that I've done, whether it's speaking or the personal training company or uh, managing finances or getting loans. Like, there's so many lessons to learn there. And here's a fun fact for you. Expiration dates on supplements are pretty much a joke. So this is how it worked. They called us up and they said, hey, product's done. It's ready to go. The only thing we need for your labeling is when do you want this to expire? We said, well, isn't it supposed to have a shelf life of three years? Well, yeah, but you can put whatever you want on it. We recommend putting three years on it so that customers don't get freaked out. So when you're shopping in the store, you're shopping online and something says it's expiring, but it's like 75% off, buy it. It's going to work the same. Trust me, I've been using, I still have a little bit of that pre-workout leftover. Um, and it's probably been expired for over two years and I still use it. Like expiration dates on supplements for the most part are a joke. I mean, obviously they get hard and they dry out and all that stuff. But as far as like it being effective or efficient or healthy or safe, it's all a joke. So just a little piece of fun fun information for you there. So, number one, question. Did I do everything that I could? What new skills and knowledge do I have now that will help me in the future? Right? So look for the lessons in your failures because giving up is not an option. And you know, the last, last couple things I want to say. You, you have the right to be afraid, to be scared, to be fearful of failing, of not reaching your goal, of giving up. You have the right to give up, right? No one's, no one's saying that you can't do those things. But if you don't fail, you'll never keep moving forward. You never grow. You never push past those pain points. Failure is a must to succeed. And another one of my favorite quotes is by Winston Churchill. And he says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Let's do it one more time. Success is not final. So even if you succeed, and I've got stories about that later, it's not final. You can fail again and again and again, but failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So get out there, look for the lessons in your failures, and don't give up. Thank you for joining me on episode four of Bald Business. I'm your host, Michael Budenseek. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Michael, the letter B, life, Michael B, life. And until next time, go out and learn some lessons.